0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a fifteen hundred dollars first bet offer on your first wager.
1: I'm down to dunk, and I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk.
0: This is J Dub, and I'm down to dunk.
1: I'm Shea Gibbs-Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. Will you say, this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is
2: Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your Sanders Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me... <coughs> Sometimes, not all the time. On Wednesday night, it's my good friend Alex beers Alex, what's up?
2: what's well, uh I meant to uh save my beer so I could crack it right when you introduced <laughs> me for a night pod, but I I cracked it too soon, Andrew. Night pod. <laughs> got ourselves a Actually, night pod. Hmm? I uh I went to the store across the street to get a beer for the night pod. Yeah. And I I grabbed one that I always grab, Andrew, but they had put a different beer in the wrong spot. <sighs> I walked home, Andrew, with a double IPA, 9% ABV. I said, I'm not drinking that on a Wednesday <laughs> night. I went and returned it. You did. You went back and returned yes, it. Yes, and got a safer beer. This is 6.2%. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. Um, are you like Are you doing
2: like a uh, just a one beer, a Zach Lowe one beer? Yes. I mean, they're tall. <laughs> yeah. It's a tall boy. But. Yeah, I couldn't do if I did a tall boy on a Tuesday night, nine percent. Yeah, it would, I wouldn't feel good, <laughs> it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be worth it. There's no reason. Oh, uh, well, our Thunder
1: Boys were in Tulsa tonight, they played the Dallas Mavericks at the B.O.K. Center.
2: At the B.O.K. Did you think the color was off on that picture? It was like in sepia tone or something. Just the whole gate, the whole broadcast yeah. looked yeah, yeah. bizarre It, definitely, it, it looked definitely like Chris works. Fisher and Michael Cage were on a fisheye camera. It did. Well, they
1: they actually are. Well, I don't know if it's like a fisheye camera, but they're on this like little bitty camera that's like
2: right in front of them. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Because my wife just kept going, are they really that skinny? They look so skinny. <laughs> Chris Fisher, what, what, what dark
1: realms have you gone to over the off season? Um... They lost. Not that it matters. <laughs> 98, 98 96 to the Dallas Mavericks. No Luka Doncic tonight, but no Luka, no SGA. Seems fair. It's whatever. Um, starting lineup, only one change Aaron Wiggins for Kendrick Williams, which is closer to the starting lineup that I predicted. Um, actually, pretty close to the starting lineup that I wanted. Um, I think I still want For have, what?
2: Um, for the preseason or for a regular season?
1: Um, I just like preseason prediction, mm. but this is kind of close to it. It's fun. It's a it is a very fun lineup. Um, impressions, Al, like first impressions of of this team of of
2: of who they uh, are. I mean, okay, so like big picture, I would say that the first two preseason games have got me pretty hyped, Andrew. Yeah, not not necessarily for this upcoming season. I mean, although I am excited obviously for the start of the season, but more just about the future of this team. Because you know, this is one of those things that like Bill Simmons would say that you like can't prove is wrong. But I would say like this is the most fun I've had watching the Thunder in preseason. Yeah. I've I have no I have no comparison. But this feels like the most fun I've ever had. I can't remember previous preseasons, but it's like each incremental change they've made with roster spots over the last couple of years, as they remove a guy who doesn't necessarily fit the new Thunder mold, and they add a guy who does fit the new Thunder mold. You're just seeing this team slowly form into what we've been talking about Mm -hmm. for years now Mm -hmm. of the type of player they're looking for and why they're looking for that type of player and the type of basketball that might occur if you put a bunch of those guys together. Yeah. Like thinking about, now I'm not talking about talent, but comparing like the current roster to the KD Russ Thunder teams, yep. those teams were obviously way better. But the skill level on this team up and down the roster is like significantly higher than those teams. Oh, no. The fact, doubt. That, you, no the doubt. fact that you can have a guy who's like I mean, Usman Jang is like the tenth man theoretically on this preseason roster because yeah. he came in with that second group of guys. Mm-hmm. Like He can do so much more than whoever was the 10th man man back in the day. There's and it's just it's just wild, like, there's no comparison. It's like a different sport almost. And we're missing, they're missing the three best guys. wait, Shay, Shay Dorton, Mascala, no, Shay Dorton, Chet. Oh, yeah, Chet, Chet, Chet. I forgot about Chet. I was thinking about and Moose. You know, Mascala, the I mean per
1: well, minute if you take a look. No. <laughs> Clean the glass says no. Um I mean even have, I mean Mascala's is a guy that would have played on those Kevin teams yeah, too. Sure. <laughs> you know. Actually I mean I don't know. They didn't value the three ball at all
2: then like they do today but but it's just it's just it's so much fun watching the team because there are so many guys who can put pressure on the defense. Yeah.
1: Well do, there's like, so many guys
2: Somebody has to care about, honestly. Yeah, back in the day, it was like Russ or KD. If they're not doing something, hopefully someone else is just like taking a wide open shot that yeah. they not, you know. Yeah, on this team. Every time the ball gets passed, you're like, I don't know what this guy might do. Like he might shoot it. He could attack the closeout. If he does attack the closeout, he might actually have like a really nice pass yep. to someone on the interior, or he might kick it out to someone else, and we'll do it all again. Yep. Like it is so much more. Engaging uh, to watch as a fan compared to like these last couple seasons because they just keep adding more of these guys who can do all these things. Yeah, it's very exciting. And you look at the
1: the guys they started. I mean, there was there are a lot of times that Aaron Wiggins kind of brought the ball up the court. And you're like, oh, okay, what's going on here? And they they get it to giddy at the nail and they would run some kind of action. But really, you can trust a lot of these guys. With the basketball in their hands. And this is kind of what the Thunder are hoping to build toward in the next few years as a a team of like extremely versatile players that can play multiple positions. That, like, we we talk about positionless basketball, but for the most part, there are very few teams that you can say are truly positionless. And I think like the Raptors are definitely one of those teams Mm -hmm. when I think about like who is actually positionless. The Thunder are moving toward that. I mean you have six foot eight point guard and Josh Giddy who guards I don't know, whoever on the other end. Uh, Poku who's Poku's a real player. He's turning into what might actually be a real NBA basketball player. It's astonishing. The thing that I really noticed tonight is that his
2: shot looks so much better. His shot actually has an arc on it, dude. I think he read John Hollinger's article today in the Athletic because Hollinger had a little quip about he how he had he had zero angle yeah. on his shot. Yeah, and uh, Poku clearly read that, took it personally, <laughs> came out and shot it with some arc. He did. That's that's all we want, didn't it? I mean, it it looked normal.
1: I mean, that's really all that I we've been asking for. And I, right, I think I tweeted this in the last game that in the past two years it almost looked like he was like trying to fold his body in half just trying to like propel the basketball (laughs) because he just didn't have the strength not only does his shot look normal like he looks more normal on the court too just like not like oh my gosh not like so outrageously skinny that you're just like that is a skeleton you know so you're you're saying he's he's sturdier you know what my preseason bold prediction of him being sturdy—I don't even remember what my prediction was. Oh, it was like he should thirty-nine percent. Um, he does. Does he not look sturdy? I know you're making fun of me about it, but he does look a little bit more sturdy. You have to admit it.
2: I mean, he just looks—he just looks better overall. He does. I mean, there are—I do not notice him in the ways that I noticed him in his first two seasons. Yeah. And and that's a good and bad thing because, you know, at the beginning we were excited because it's like, this guy could be anything. He had, after one game, he had a full two minutes of Shaq and a Fool highlights. Yes, exactly. And that was fun. And at the same time, you were telling yourself, well, like, this is good. He wants to be the man. So, yeah. like, let, let's go with it. But there was that sequence in the second half tonight where I think he blocked a three-pointer, and then he made a three, Mm -hmm. and then he had that pass. He had a pass that was was probably like a bad pass. It was a stupid (laughs) pass. But it was a pass inside, overhead pass to, I think, Aaron Wiggins, Mm -hmm. who got the foul um, going up. And it was just like three plays, bang, bang, bang. And they were all just like really good plays, like that whole idea of him being a connector, like kind of filling in the, the edges on this team. Like, he's not standing out in the way he did that first year, but like, this version of Poku is a real NBA player. Yeah. Whereas yeah. that version of Poku was more like dreams and, and theory and like, yeah. oh, could you imagine if a seven footer could do all this stuff? Yeah. This is like a real guy. Yeah. Out there.
1: Yeah. Who has, I don't, we don't know for sure that he's taken the starting
2: spot. But... So, okay. Th- I am so interested okay. in the starting spot because yeah. obviously, we know four of the starters. Like, we feel pretty confident that Shea, Giddy, Dort, and Jerry are mm-hmm. going to be starters. We feel pretty confident that, That's which leaves out. the power forward position. Now, he is... Mark Dagnall has started Poku the first two games, mm-hmm. but he's also played, you know, Aaron Wiggins as a starter. He's played Kendrick Williams as a starter. Both of those mm-hmm. guys who could play power forward, and in fact, he played Kendrick Williams at the power forward last year 35% of the time, yep. according to Cleaning the Glass. Mm-hmm. We've talked about J Dub potentially playing the four. Th- that's the one where, like, I would be shocked at this point if he was a starter on day one. He's been the backup you-
1: point guard for them.
2: Yeah. So, but I'm talking about like being the starting power forward. Do you feel like right now you've seen enough where like you would bet that Poku is day one starter? Edge Poku. Yes. Edge Poku over over like a Wiggins or a Kenrich moving them up or moving them down, I guess, to the, yeah, the to problem the is size length
1: that even with Jeremiah, they lack some length and some
2: size yeah. out there
1: and Pope especially
2: he, game one against Minnesota. <laughs> like they're probably not going to,
1: I know. I mean, they're going to get probably trounced anyways, but I think you want that length. He's been using it well. And I was just I was kind of floored the other day because we went we went to the practice facility talked to Chet and then we waited for Mark to come out. Um, they served us some really delicious sandwiches in between those two interviews. Oh, really? What kind of sandwiches? It was uh, chicken, bacon, avocado.
2: Ooh, it was delicious. what kind of bread they put it, was it, delightful. it on? Was it like a a, a roll or no? It was it toasted
1: toasted wheat bread? Ooh, okay, Anyways, okay, it was chips. Uh had some chips, had mm. some riffles. Um that was great. Anyways, then Mark comes out and he's talking and I just ask him, just like, okay, what are you and I think I talked about this on Monday, but just like who do you see that's standing out? Like who's who's you know, making making some moves? Who's who's playing well? And he mentioned Poku and I just couldn't believe it. Honestly couldn't believe it. And even then, like I I was thinking, cool, he'll get to play some minutes off the bench. I mean, yeah. e- even after that, I was like, yeah, Baisley's going to start. I still felt like Baisley going to start. But this version of Poku, who just plays within the flow of the game and shoots open threes and def- like, he defends pretty well. Like, he's, a, he's a pretty good defender. I'm not going to say like he's some great defender. He's like Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, he's just solid. And then he can make good passes. He can... He can do some stuff, I mean this is the guy that they want, whereas i I don't even want to like pile on to Darius because we've already got that going on online, but like he just doesn't quite fit the the role that they want that that position to play and Poku somehow has grown into that like it's all it's it's kind of astonishing to me because. What we last saw of Poku wasn't really this. Like, we saw some glimpses of this in the second half of the season. But he really did have a really good summer. And he like, really does understand what this team wants to do. And it's... I mean, I am... I'm kind of blown away by it. <laughs> like, I don't know. And it's not like he's doing anything crazy like what well, his stat line's like 8 points, 2 assists, 1 rebound, 1 block tonight. And, you know, 2 of 5 from 3. It's not like, oh, it's not, not anything crazy, but it's just like, oh, that's a that just looks like an NBA player who's got incredible height and length for a power forward. You know, like that's I mean, that's what I saw.
2: Yeah, it was it- that first game especially when they came out with the starting lineup that that was like a real moment (laughs) for me like I
1: know what did you think when he's okay that was that starting lineup blew my mind Um, well
2: so so what it made me think of was like when check got injured like when that injury news came out yeah my first thought in terms of like who benefits from this on the roster was not Darius Baisley but like now that I've seen the preseason like I don't know if Bayes would get minutes if Chet had been healthy. Like, if if Dagnall is going with Poku over Baze from the start, and we know that those other guys like Wiggins or Kendrick williams or J-Dub can play up to the four, and frankly have to play up if you yeah. want them to get any type of serious minutes this season, mm-hmm. like, where would Baze have played if Chet was healthy? I um, don't know. I don't know. And it's, and it's kind of unfair to Bayes because, like, him being the backup center, it's really not... His ideal role.
1: Yeah. It's not playing A. So do you think is we, not playing Do you think we'll get an
2: out of plan A from from Bayes? <laughs> that'd be that'd be great. Actually, I would enjoy <laughs> that. I would enjoy that a lot too. But yeah, so like I mean, this worked out kind of nicely for Bayes because I do think he will get some backup center minutes now, though yeah. I'm thinking about Moscala coming back on the team and the way they played him at the beginning of last year, mm-hmm. you know, 15 minutes a game or whatever it is. Like if you're playing JRE 24 minutes a game. You want to play Muscala 12 minutes a game. Like all of a sudden you're, you're talking about like eight minutes at backup center. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that math was right. Oh my God. I hope that was right. Uh, like I'm just yeah. saying, like I, I, I went into the preseason thinking like they're still going to stick with Bays to some extent. I thought so and too. To, and they have, I mean, he's, he's played like, you know, yeah. he's played in these games. Yeah, he played yeah. significant minutes. Yeah. But at the same time thinking ahead, I'm like, he could be phased out of this rotation quicker than I ever thought because of the decision to go with Poku over Bays at the f- starting four.
1: Yeah, to me that they've if if that's st- if that sticks and we get to the regular season and it's still Poku over Bays, which I I'd be a little surprised if they went this direction and then flipped it for the regular season, but I been talking about it for a little bit. I I think that there's a Hamadou Diallo like trade coming for Darius, just because I just don't I don't see the minutes there. Even like Jang, Jang can play the three and the four. Jang yeah. Jang is
2: huge, and dude,
1: de- and defensively he he's, he's like he's, looks
2: so tall.
1: He he does
2: on the court, and
1: it's partly because he moves so well that you just yeah. notice like whoa. You know, like how does how does a guy at his size, you know, he almost looks like a creative player on two K or something. That you are like, just let's 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 go and put the sliders up on you know the way that this guy moves. Um, it looks like that. It's it's kind of wild watching him now. Offensively, he's got a lot to figure out. He can really do some stuff with the basketball in his hands, and you know his his shot doesn't look terrible. Um, but he's got to figure some stuff out offensively. Defensively, that dude is just solid. He's. You can tell he thinks the game at a pretty high level, just because the way he defends, he knows what to do. This dude is so young. He's so young. He's got he's got a long runway. There's a lot to learn for him. But man, I'd rather like get that guy real minutes. Like, give yeah, him oh. give
2: him the real minutes, please. Yeah, for sure. Like like play Poku at the backup five if you can get some minutes for Jang. Yeah. at the four. I totally agree. And, and what's what's. Wild, though, is that, like, okay, we're missing Shea, Dort, and Muscala from these preseason games. In terms of guys who will legitimately play, you know, Shea and Dort are going to play 30-plus minutes a game. Muscala, we assume, is going to play, like, 10, 12 minutes a game, at least at at the start. Jang is coming in with that second group, with that bench unit. And you're watching that unit thinking, like, there's a ton of guys on this unit that deserve minutes. Yeah. Or that I'd at least like to see minutes, but then you add in Shea Dort and and Miscala. I don't know if they're going to be able to find Jeng minutes right from the jump. Like <laughs> I'm not going to be shocked know. if he plays zero minutes that first game against Timber against the Timberwolves, which is fine. But there are like there's going to be some guys on this roster that like I want to see mm-hmm. that they're just not going to be able to find minutes for at least initially. We'll see if there's some injuries, and I mean there always are, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, am, I am just like very – I don't know. I'm more hopeful for the future after – just in general, not even about basketball. I'm more hopeful for the future after these first two preseason games yeah. than I was previously. Yeah, I feel like these first two preseason games have been like a proof of concept for me uh-huh. in terms of like throwing all these guys together. Because I talked about it when we were drafting all these guys. Like yeah. when you're drafting a ton of guys who – Are coming from an environment where they were the primary ball handlers, like how is that actually going to work in practice? Like how how do you make this work? And I feel like it's already working, yeah, because these guys are so unselfish. That's the thing. Is the
1: and it's it feels like so cheesy. It feels like so like
2: it's it's very like hashtag Thunder culture.
1: Yes, and I you just hate like I hate to act like. I'm not acting like it's this thing like these guys are like genuinely like good guys and things can things can change where guys will have different goals as they move throughout their NBA career but right now frozen in time this young group really is very willing to play for one another and that matters I mean that's going to matter if this team is, is going to make it as far as we want them to but they're they're missing Honestly, they're missing their two best players for this potential run that they can have in the next couple of years in Chet and Shay. And you plug those guys in to this group. Suddenly, like, Trey Mann isn't somebody that you're counting on to be your shot creator. He's, like, on the other side of the court, and people are like, oh, crap, like, we got to go check Trey, and then that opens up something else for somebody Josh Giddy is now has all these weapons, and it feels like he has a lot of weapons around him now. Like, just wait till he has Shea and Chet around him, and like, not to mention what the 23 pick could potentially be as well. I mean, there's a real team forming, like you said, like, there's a real team forming here that you can see even in a year's time. Looking at it and saying like, "Yeah, this team is going to compete. Like they're they're deep. They are they play together. It's it's pretty wild. Um, it is it has been fun to see. It's only been two preseason games, and I don't want to like overstep or feel like we're speaking hyperbole, but
2: yeah, and that's why I like want to make the focus on like the future as opposed to this season because yeah, I'm fully prepared for like the season to start and them to get like. Blown out by the Timberwolves, yeah.
1: I think they're going to lose probably five of their first six games. Like, I think that's a that's probably going to happen. Yes.
2: So it's less about that. Although I will say that, like, I'm less bullish on them being like a bottom three, four team in the league. Yeah. Like, I, I just think they're too organized. They're too disciplined. Oh yeah. Um, I, I was think, I was tweeting back and yeah. forth at OKC Skittles on uh, Twitter about this. Well, like you compare them to these other teams at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Th- this is just way more of like a, a unit and an idea that night to night is just going to win some games yeah. because they're so well drilled. And because the seventh or eighth or ninth or tenth guy that you bring in, there's not going to be a huge drop off there because, again, they keep adding these guys that fit the mold. Of what they're looking for this team going forward. Yeah, it's a huge credit to to Mark and his
1: coaching staff. It's like a, it's a really young coaching staff. <laughs> you know, they've got several guys that played for the Thunder. You know, that are on the coaching who, staff. Who who who's all there? I mean, Eric Maynard's on the on the. He's a player oh, development coach. Okay. Um, and then what's his name? Well, well,
2: Muhammad is a GM of the. Yeah, Bull. Nazi
1: Muhammad is a GM. Um the guy who coached gosh I'm his name is
2: shouldn't have brought it up name. Andrew I know. you I knew know. I was going to ask you I know thanks for <laughs> asking
1: <laughs> but it's it's astonishing this is a this is not only a young thunder team this is a really young coaching staff too Yeah uh Mike Wilkes Mike Wilkes played for the Mike Thunder Wilkes. Um like Dave Bliss is young uh I mean this is it's it's pretty wild what they've done not only in the development of this team and the players, um, but man, the the development of the coaching staff too has really been something. And I I I really want to sit down with Mark at some point and tell his story, just because it's insane. I mean, it's it's absolutely an insane story, and he's done such a good job with this group, and I hope. A lot of people like, oh, is Mark going to be the, the coach of the future? Like, who knows? Like, I have no idea if he's going to be the coach of the future. But I, I sincerely hope that he is <laughs> just because I yeah. think that he deserves a real chance to be that because of what he's done even, you know, so far. And you know, they haven't won anything. They haven't done a whole lot. But you can just see, like, a real team, like, just, like, cooking. And, like,
2: this is eventually yeah. going to be something. And that's why, like, so I mentioned the John Hollinger article earlier. Yeah, and if you're not an Athletic subscriber, well, you gotta subscribe to support <laughs> us. But uh, Athletic.com/slash down
1: to dunk for
2: I thought one dollar
1: month for six months.
2: I thought it was uh, a worthwhile read because you know we live in this OKC bubble, yeah. And it, I think it's actually good to hear from a natu- national perspective that has more of a negative outlook on the team. But I would say I came away from that actually feeling good because. I feel like if the Thunder are going to really make it, like really exceed expectations, mm-hmm. it's going to have to happen in a unique way. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to happen in a way that is not immediately apparent mm-hmm. to everyone who casually watches the team. Yep. And so reading his article, like he wasn't hitting on any of the stuff that we're talking about like in yeah. terms of this, this team idea with all these playmakers coming together. And that kind of gets me excited Mm -hmm. because I like. I was mentioning this online. Like, if you compare the the worst teams in the league, like talent for talent, like I think there's argument. If you want to say like Detroit has the best core, or which I don't actually agree with, but if you want to say like Houston has the best core, sure, or or whoever it is has the best core, Orlando has the best core. I I think those arguments are fine. Mm -hmm. But I think where the Thunder set themselves apart is that. They aren't just drafting talent, which is, to be honest, is what we talked about at the beginning is what we wanted them to do, like take BPA every single time, which frankly is what Houston has been doing, which will be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm -hmm. They haven't been doing that. They haven't been necessarily doing BPA every single time. They've been creating this team philosophy around all these guys who can handle and make decisions, and that is a unique idea. So like, I totally understand an outside perspective who just – hasn't clicked for them yet because frankly before seeing all these guys in preseason it hadn't really clicked for me you know I I was still very hesitant about the idea that oh you're gonna bring all these ball handlers Well, won't they like h- how will they all learn to just function off the ball automatically like how do you teach that to multiple guys on the team yeah who who kind of have been preparing for years to be ball handlers in whatever league they're gonna play in so I don't know I'm I'm I I just think this is a very fun experiment, yeah. And it's a different experiment than what's going on in the other markets that are bad currently. And you know, we'll see how it plays out. But I I'm I'm intrigued by OKC because it does feel unique.
1: Yeah. Well, and people are all excited about Detroit because they made this trade for Bogdanovich, and you know the the Hawks were applauded a couple summers ago because they made moves to bring in the other. Bogdanovich, and they wanted to to do all these other. They brought in Gallinari, and they did these things. And everyone was like, "Oh, very good, very, very good." Um,
2: and, and you got you got delayed gratification on that. I did. I got it, very yes on the Hawks. It was very delayed. It was extremely a year delayed. They went to the conference finals,
1: <laughs> but then they came crashing down. But you're this is where you don't skip steps. Like these are the moments where you don't skip steps. You trade Jeremy Grant. Good job, Detroit. You traded Jeremy Grant. Now, you can really just develop these young guys and try to figure out what you got here and then get another high pick. Well, they brought in a guy that's going to help, but
2: still, are the Pistons confident that they even have a good second-best player? Well, that's – dude, I was watching – and I don't want to overreact preseason, so I didn't tweet about it. Yeah. But watching Detroit in the preseason against the Knicks, yeah. like – I cannot believe that that team is a year further along than Orlando, Houston, OKC. Yeah. They have had an entire extra year of having a top pick in the draft. Yeah, and in my opinion, it does not feel like they are that much different from those other three teams. Right, like Houston, Orlando, and OKC have all had been through two drafts now,
1: mm-hmm.
2: where they have had a you know choice selection at the top, whereas Detroit has now had three. They've won around twenty games now, three seasons in a row. Now entering their fourth season, yep. like I, I, that is just like not talked about at all. Yeah, and and it will be. It will be. I already made my bold prediction, Andrew. First yeah. coach should be fired. It's going to be talked about because I watch that team and I'm like, that is not. That's not. That's not a thirty win team, dude. Yeah. That bench that they have, it's Marvin bad. Bagley. They're counting on Marvin Bagley to be like a legit twenty minute, twenty five minute tonight guy on that yeah. team. I've got I've got bad vibes out of Detroit. No one's no one's sniffing it out yet, but I've sniffed it, Andrew. And it smells stinky. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that's a good point. I mean, and you hope that okay see I, I think there's one of the, the beauties of this season, there's there really is truly no pressure on like anything to happen here. There's uh, not. Next season there will be a ton, but this season next season there's a lot. There's a lot of pressure incoming. There's pressure on Detroit now, but to me, I'm just like, just let it, just let it play out. Don't, don't press that friggin' button. And you know, because what they because if they do make progress, and Bogdanovich is their second best player or third best player, like look what happened. Like Gallinari was one of the best players on the Hawks, and then like his career well, is I mean, like, basically over. You know? Yeah,
2: Bogdanovich is like. Thirty-three or thirty-four, and he's an expiring contract. Yeah, what are you gonna? He do? He could what? go play with any contender that he wants yeah, to. Yeah, he next could, he could just
1: walk, there. and then if you don't have the guy to replace him, then like your progress is just like deleted almost.
2: Dude, I mean, I know this is stupid because we're still thinking about the draft. But if Chet had been healthy, yeah. Oh my god, I would have been so high on this team. I know. I, I would I would have easily picked them to finish ahead of Detroit. Yeah. I I think like OKC makes so much more sense to me than Detroit does right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean if you were starting
1: and the I I'm even more sad about it now that I know that there was actually a chance that Poku and Chet start next to each other. Ah! That, you know. Ah! the thin towers that everybody was making fun of. They're like, Oh, there's no way. Poku sucks. Poku's never going to play again. You know, Um, Uh, he's an alien. He's an alien. (laughs) Spaceship. spaceship. (laughs) It's so great that Mark said that. (laughs) It's just (laughs) like, that's what we all feel inside, like deep into our souls. Um, But yeah, knowing that there's an actual chance that Poku is the power forward, which they probably give it to Jeremiah, but um, yeah, even so, there was a chance. Even so,
2: that we saw these uh, two. Gosh. We should probably mention just a few guys. I just want to mention. Yeah, let's Giddy. go through.
1: Yeah, let's go through. Let's go through the roster a little bit. Talk about these guys. Well, before then, let's take a quick break, and then <laughs> we'll, on the other side of this break, we will talk about uh, individual players and less team concept. We'll be right back. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it was time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer and it was man, very, very easy process. like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free.
0: courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more.
1: Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back after that quick break. Al, let's talk. Josh oh, Jay
2: Jay just uh, commented, y'all trash Charlotte uh, yet? Yeah? No, Charlotte's uh, Charlotte is trash. They're trash. Yeah, I'm worried about I'm worried about Charlotte. I know. <laughs> <laughs> a little worried <laughs> I, <laughs> that uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know how that's gonna go. That lamella L- L- Wimby combo would look pretty, pretty nice. Oh man, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, I am interested to see. Uh, obviously, watched the 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 Wimby Scoot show uh, yeah, last yeah. night, that's and I crazy. I am interested to see because everyone's immediate reaction was like, "Whoa, the tank race is going to be so hot and heavy this year." Yeah. At the same time, like you know, Tony Jones for the Utah Jazz is all talking about, you know, oh, the Jazz are really going to try every night, and and even Zach Lowe will talk about like the Jazz have some players, and I'm like, dude, Danny Ainge is not going to let this opportunity pass him by. You better not. You I better not. I have to believe he is willing to do anything it takes to get them good odds. Like there will be teams, yeah, that that genuinely tank in the same way that OKC tanked. Last couple seasons, and I hope it is noticed. Well, people forget
1: forget that the Celtics were supposed to get a top two pick in the Durant Oden year. Yeah, when they fell to five. They fell to five, and then they just figured it out and ended up falling just, you know, backwards into a title theme. And it was great. It was awesome for them. But the original
2: plan was that they were going to get Kevin Durant. Yeah, they're tanking their asses <laughs> off, and I fully believe that Utah will do the same thing this year. I do too.
1: That, that's yeah. I I I think they will have a bottom three record. I would like. I would almost bank that.
2: Um. Okay. Individual players. Josh Giddy, What a guy. Um. What a guy. He he really had his floater going tonight. Yeah. Which is so dangerous. We've we we talked about previously uh, the comparison of Russell Westbrook. And Josh Giddy, where like both put a ton of pressure on the defense, mm-hmm. but do it in completely opposite ways. Oh, yeah. Like Russ, Russ's pressure on the defense was based on his explosiveness, his athleticism, how quick he was. Like the second he made a decision, you were already too late. He's a semi he going to the he's rim. He's just
1: a semi truck just barreling yes. toward the rim.
2: You're screwed. Whereas Josh, you know, he, it doesn't look amazing he's when he starts hot, he's driving. A hot, he's a hot air balloon. He's a hot <laughs> air balloon. He's very slow, <laughs> but there's always that threat that he's about to make some pass that you haven't even conceived of yet. Yeah. yeah. And, and I really think that like slows everything down on the court yep. because, because guys don't know what he's about to do, which gives him that floater. And when that floater is going in, it's like, I don't know so good. Know how you guard this guy, even with, even if he doesn't have like an amazing three point shot. Yeah. His if touch he can just get to the floater, good. it's going to work.
1: Yeah, his touch looks really good. He had that one on the baseline. It was really, really wasn't a floater, but it was like a one-legged shot.
2: Yeah, I, I haven't seen him take that shot yeah. ever.
1: <laughs> I think the uh, commentator was it Cage that said that he tries that in horse. I think that's what he said. He oh, said, he tries it in horse. Yeah, he said that's one of his horse shots, but he misses it every time. <laughs> but he misses it every time. <laughs> um, little tease, Andrew Gaze, who is legendary Australian basketball player. He has known Josh since Josh was a baby. Um, he played with his dad and for the Melbourne Tigers for a long time, won two titles with him. Uh, he's in town to just with the Adelaide 36ers, and okay. I, I got an exclusive interview with with Andrew Gaze today, and so that interview will drop Monday, Nice, and we talk a lot about Josh, mostly about Josh, a little bit about uh, Gaze's career, but... He's, uh, he's, it was awesome. He's great. So look for that Monday.
2: And that game is, uh, well, depending on when you're listening to this, it's Thursday night. Thursday night. Yep. In OKC. Yep. Not, not in Australia. That's good Correct. that they didn't make the flight to Australia. That <laughs> would have been, been, <laughs> been a tough turnaround. To, to Adelaide. <laughs> who, who is the, isn't there an MBL player, a, a next guy in Adelaide playing for Adelaide? Ad, is it Adelaide, Adelaide. or Adelaide? Adelaide. Adelaide. adelaide yeah i'm i
1: don't know enough about it to be honest we didn't we didn't talk about the 36ers much we okay. I, I really just wanted to focus on josh for the most part um but yeah it was cool i met him at the have you ever been to the the national the hotel downtown
2: i have not it's beautiful is it named after the band
1: it's it's mostly band themed no That's it's cool it's it's a beautiful hotel um but josh josh looks great just like completely under control like just knows how to he's just a basketball player man like he just look. he looked great tonight his first quarter he played really well he finished with 13 three and two he had three steals three steals has got to be close to a career high for him right
2: i believe four is his or he's he's either never had four or four is his career high okay, so yeah. someone tweet that
1: yeah that seems that seems about right but yeah
2: um he looks great so the second guy I wanted to mention is uh, Aaron Wiggins, just because I had real fears during the summer that like there just wasn't going to be minutes for him. Mm-hmm. And we'll see. Maybe there won't be. But the fact that Mark has been so willing to go to him in the preseason. He's, he's just
1: good. He's just a, a good basketball player. Defensively, he looks awesome.
2: I just feel so much more confident now that he's actually going to get some minutes. And maybe it only ends up being like 15 minutes a night or whatever, yeah. just because there's so many guys that need minutes on this team. But I'm I'm feeling much more confident that he's not just going to kind of have to ride the bench and you hope for an injury just so that he could get some any kind of minutes. Like it feels like he is a part of this rotation. And it's tough to figure out the rotation right now, but the fact that he started makes me feel like okay. Like Aaron Wiggins is going to be a part of this rotation one way or the other. Whereas someone like Jay Will, for instance, I would be shocked if he got minutes initially at the start of the season. Yes.
1: Yeah, he's like getting garbage time minutes in the preseason.
2: Yeah, same with Lindy Waters, who I like, but yeah. like I'd be surprised if he's getting minutes just because of how many guys are on this team, especially at, at that position, like the guard wing yeah, we position. Yeah, don't, we don't
1: know what Dort's timetable is, but I mean, when Dorth's back, like there's just no minutes.
2: Yeah, but it feels him. like Wiggins is there. Like he's made it. Like oh, he, he's going I, to be in this rotation. I think so too. He's just he he plays
1: really hard. He's a really good defender, and he his shot looks improved. He shot. I mean, he shot lights out in the first game. He's four four from three. But even like going three of three from the free throw line tonight, you know, he the he just lets the game come to him. You know he doesn't try to do too much. He's like a great role-playing wing, and to get that guy where they did in the draft, you know, is incredible. Who knows? Who knows where this goes from here? Because we still, these guys still haven't been put in like the pressure cooker of winning basketball games and like the pressure of winning. And what does that look like? And who steps up in those moments? Like I, I have little doubts about Shea, Giddy, Dort. Ken rich. Like, I feel like those guys, and I feel like you can throw Jeremiah in there too. Like Jeremiah seems like a guy that is not going to be rattled by the winning pressure cooker. But I think everybody else is like, heck, I don't know. You know, I mean, I was just thinking about this today, like year two of Jeff green. What did we think about him? You know, like, what did we think about him and like the future that that was going to be held for him, you know. I'm sure that we thought really yeah. good things because he had a he had a nice rookie season. Yeah, and you for just sure. think, oh, this guy's just going to get better. He's going to improve. He's going to get stronger. Like maybe he'll handle a little bit more. And it's just like ultimately didn't work out for him here, you know. And there's somebody that looks really good right now that we're really excited about heading into year two, three, whatever it is. That's just ultimately not going to work out here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why that thought. I was I was mowing my field out there and just thinking about Jeff Green. Um, <laughs> but I was just thinking about that. Like, there's there's guys that look good because Jeff Green looked good. Jeff Green like had like game winning shots and had like these insane dunks at times on guys and played yeah. really solid defense. And you're like, yeah, this guy's this guy's great. I don't even remember what my thoughts were though. Like, do you remember having Jeff
2: Green thoughts? Um, I mean, it, it, that was such a strange time because you had like KD and eventually Russ, yeah. Where you were, where eventually with Russ and definitely with KD, like you were thinking like pie in the sky oh, ideas yeah. of what they could become, yeah. And so with Jeff Green, there was never a need for him to become that, yeah. So you were always just like, if he could just. Like, why can't he just be the third guy on a championship team? Mm-hmm. And you know, in retrospect, that's that's actually like really hard to do <laughs> to really be to do. the third guy on a championship. Well, and team. then
1: Serge Ibaka emerged from yeah. um, like obscurity. Honestly, like he was right. a guy that like we didn't even know if he was going to play for the team the year that he came over, and then he played, you know, some minutes and looked pretty good, and then turned into something that's that's it's also the stage that they're in now is like somebody on this roster is going to be the next like surge you know that's going to take one of those yeah. starting spots and like be a really good player it could be jeremiah it, it could be jang i thought jang looked really good jay's in the chat um saying what about jang
2: and and that's why i'm trying to think of these guys more as like rotation players and that's it like i'm, yeah. I'm just how many rotation players do we have on this team? Oh man, who's who Darius does make
1: think? the rotation?
2: Like honestly, if if they're gonna play Muscala, I I don't know if Bayes will get minutes. I know. Like Bays has not looked good. He tonight <laughs> he had a he had a he had a really rough sequence where he like passed the ball in from out of bounds. It was immediately stolen. Yeah. And then he had something something went wrong on the offensive end I, I I don't know what the future holds for Bays. he He's one of these guys where like he obviously can put up stats, like even tonight in nineteen minutes, eight and six, like in, in nineteen minutes, that's pretty good, like eight and six and And he's done that previously. I remember when I think it was last year or the year before, where he finished the season with like 12 and seven, and the guys who had done that at his age, it was like a very short list. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just, ev- everything we've talked about in terms of the guys that Thunder are looking for, he does not fit that mold. Like if Poku is a connector, like Bayes feels like a disconnector. He, <laughs> like, things just, he, he has more record scratch moments than any other guy on the court. If if he's running down the lane, he can catch the ball and finish. Like yeah. that is when he's at his best. Even like when in, he, in is, he is transition. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When he is sprinting down the lane, like I have no concerns about his hands. Like he can catch the ball and he can finish at the rim if if he's like gets a head start. Yeah. It's when he's gets the ball at the top of the key and everything takes like a half a second longer than it takes everyone else. Yeah. on the court in terms of like making a decision of what he's going to do next. Yeah. And so it just slows everything down a little bit. And I don't know. Th- there might be a better situation for him elsewhere in the league where they could fit him into a role on a team that makes a little bit more sense for him. I I just... I mean, I've always struggled with Bays, but especially mm-hmm. now yeah. with all of these new guys entering the team. Sure where you just see them like making decisions super quick and then the ball gets past to bays and you're like alright what is he going to do like because you still don't believe in the shot obviously I mean I think he had two air balls in that first game mm-hmm. and then he's he's still doing those drives man every drive he makes it's he's just doing. Like, I have no idea what's about to happen yeah he's doing Any, anything could happen right now yeah
1: now I just can't stop thinking about my all con- all disconnectors you know team
2: all disconnectors. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a fun way to describe like a potential prospect. He's a disconnector.
1: He's a disconnector. <laughs> um.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's lots yeah. of disconnectors in the NBA. Um, there are. <laughs> and like, I I I don't know. I, I I'm kind of with you. Like, if, if a trade does materialize, I don't think the Thunder would hesitate, even though they do have a lack of front court options right now. Yeah. I, I don't think they would hesitate on that. I mean, it is so hard to imagine him getting a second contract with the Thunder right now. Yeah, yeah. If, it's really hard to do. Yeah. yeah. Even more than Hami, honestly.
1: I know Hami played really well at the start of the season. Yeah, he Whenever did. Whenever he got traded. Uh, Cam Thomas, ultimate disconnector for the uh, <laughs> for the Nets. Uh, okay, let's talk about the let's let's just walk through a potential rotation full squad. So
2: full squad,
1: Giddy, Shea, Dort, Poku, JRE. Gosh, saying that out loud just makes me feel really good. If I'm
2: being if I'm being honest, it's just great great to say all those names all in a row. Uh, and we're thinking like thirty plus minutes for Shea, Dort, Giddy, and maybe yeah. like twenty. 20- to 24 minutes Poku Jerry yeah definitely yeah
1: j dub has been the backup point guard so far I don't see any reason to not make him that not yeah I mean, he can guard multiple positions he can play multiple positions but they obviously want him playing point guard for some reason so let's put him there uh Trey man who we haven't talked about really yeah Trey looks really good man. He looks great.
2: Yeah, he's a very nice guy to have out there with Giddy, specifically, because I just feel like... I mean, it happened tonight where Giddy was able to generate him a couple of wide-open threes. Yep. And there's probably no one else on this team other than maybe Moscala that you want in that position. And so I, I really hope that they pair them together on like a, a, a second unit. Yeah. Where maybe you'd have Giddy, J Dub, Trey Man playing together. Yeah. And maybe that's where you get minutes for Kenrich at the four. Mm hmm. And then whoever you want to play at five.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for Trey. I think that but he, yeah. he could be the so microwave score off the bench that this team needs.
2: So you just mentioned six man, J Dub, yep. Trey Mann, six, seventh man. Yep. And then we think Kenrich is going to play. So now we're up to eight. He's
1: got, it. I mean, he just, he just has to play. I, I, th- I just think that you you bring in Kenrich. He just has to play.
2: And so now we're, we haven't mentioned Wiggins yet, and we're at the ninth man. I know. And th- that's that's what's so crazy. Like we haven't mentioned Moscala, We haven't mentioned Jang. Yeah, we haven't mentioned. We haven't mentioned Bayes. Obviously, yeah.
1: This is this is kind of what if Muscala is going to play. I'd just rather play Us at the four. And not mess with the Baisley minutes. That's just where I'm at. And that's, I think a lot of fans feel that way too. Uh, They're still, if you're a fan of Bailey, like I don't, it doesn't bother me. It's like, whatever. If you want to be a fan of him, that's that's great. Like he needs support. But if we're talking about the development of the future of the Thunder, I really just think you need to play Usman Jang. I just, that's just what, that's just where I'm at with it. You just got to play Jang. He looks like he's ready. To play some minutes not significant minutes he's got a lot to learn but to me like the way you learn is like throw him out there against second units see what he can do against these guys let him develop the skills that you're wanting him to you know I, I just yeah. think that's the best environment to do it and this is where you figure out who's a guy and who's not I mean that's I mean this is just what you do and I think I think we've seen enough of Basie. Maybe they'll give him one more chance um, to kind of figure it out. But I think, I mean, to me, the Poku flag has been planted.
2: And it's. That's how it feels. Like, I. That's why I'm glad we didn't record after the first preseason game. Because at that point, I was still wondering, like, well, maybe Mark is going to switch it up, like, rotate guys into the starting lineup. You know, maybe he starts Poku game one, he starts Bays game two, and he sees what he got. The fact that he went Poku back-to-back games. And we'll see what he does tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. But that that was pretty telling to me. Yeah. That makes me think like Baisley's closer to being out of the rotation than he is to having like a locked-in 25 minutes a night. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because if you're going to play Moscala, then now we're at 11, guys. <laughs> yeah.
2: And like you... Th- and that's there's before There's so Basley. many minutes that you Basley. want... Yeah, you want to get from those guard wing guys. Mm-hmm. Like we we talked about it. Like I want Wiggins playing on this team. Yep. I want Kendrick playing on this team. I want J Dub playing on this team. Those guys cannot play unless they get some minutes at the power forward. Yeah. Because you yes. have Shea Dort Giddy Trey Man. Like you have to move some of those guys up. And give them power forward minutes; otherwise, they're not going to be able to play. And that's before even introducing the idea of Usman J. Yeah.
1: And then the crunch gets even crazier if we fast forward even further to at the beginning of next season, because then you're adding Chat plus whoever they get in the with their twenty three pick.
2: <sighs> yeah, I mean, some someone will flame out this year that.
1: Somebody that we're, we're talking about glowingly right now, yes, will not be as great as we believe they are.
2: Yeah, but yeah, I mean, especially if, if I mean, we've kind of locked in JRE. Yeah, based based mostly on like his defensive skills, mm-hmm. and and we talked about him when Chet was healthy. Like he he is the most likely front court mate with Chet. Yes, because he he adds a little bit of size that you're missing with Chet, and it just kind of makes sense. Especially because he shot thirty five percent from three last year, although he has not—I don't know if he made a three yet in preseason. But yeah, like if you are planning on playing Jerry and Chet, like yeah, the roster crunch is insane at that point. And I—I <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's—it's it's obviously terrible that Chet w- is injured this season, but at least that opens up some minutes for some of these guys to figure out what we have yes. before next season.
1: And it's great that it's guys that I feel like you can. It's okay to invest your time in, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and it's, it's totally. okay. like this is not and no disrespect to Isaiah Roby, but this isn't Isaiah Roby,
2: dude. No disrespect to. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, uh, to Teo. No, <laughs> to, to Teo Malon or Svi Mihailuk, who, yeah. who is still in still Namibia, or Viet like, all those guys were cool, but I do feel like we've upgraded at those positions. Yeah, um, without a doubt. To, to, a doubt, to yeah. where the, the prospect level is much higher than it was previously. Yeah, yeah. So, that gets me super excited. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's so crazy to think two years ago how many minutes Tao played. He played the most minutes on the team. He played the most minutes on the team. He's not. And good. now we have a roster where like tail would not get a single minute on this roster. He might not even practice with them. They wouldn't even let him practice. They
1: wouldn't even let him practice. They would make just, him sit on the side. They just they'd walk him up to this to the uh, to the club level and say, "Hey, you want to check out the club level?
2: That's." No, I'm glad he got that tour uh, by clutch timing by him. I don't know that he got it. <laughs> oh no! Maybe know. when when Houston comes back. To OKC. You think he's going to make the Rockets? I mean, honestly, why not? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who's honestly, they don't. I thought you were going to
1: say, I thought you were going to say when he comes back for Thunder Legends night.
2: No, I was thinking, though, like the Rockets, like KPJ is like their starting point guard. Josh Christopher, like my point is that they don't really have like a pure, like traditional point guard type on the roster, do they? Or I guess they got Kennedy, uh, Kennedy Chandler. Kenny Chandler. I mean, I guess that's another guard. They, I don't know. I, I, I think there's a potential for Teo to make that roster and bring something that they don't really have. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean, of all the guys we sent down there, although people are acting like favors is gonna gonna stick and then they'll move him somewhere. Yeah. Hey sure. Andrew, before we go, I forgot I had to do this. I have to wish. Someone a happy birthday.
1: Okay, yeah, I do gotta go, but yeah, go ahead.
2: I would like to wish a happy birthday to Callum, not my son. Oh, my son's name was is gonna also. Say, Callum,
1: but... I was like, It's like, had definitely not been a year. We we've got to nope. check the I, check what's I, in your in your
2: can. I have to wish him a happy birthday every month. This is four month birthday. No, this is a <laughs> uh, uh, a listener of the pod whose grandmother happens to be friends with my mother, and. Wow, found out that, really? that this was the pod and uh, sent her a text request to uh, if I could wish him a happy birthday wow. through text. I said, no, thank you. I'm not going to wish him happy birthday through text. I will announce it on the pod. There you go. So ha- happy birthday to Callum. Happy birthday, li- Callum. Oh, who I'm assuming he's listening. Hopefully he's listening. If he's not listening, I mean, is he really a fan at that point? <laughs> I mean, Andrew? obviously uh, not. Hey, I did. Oh, yeah. I did tell you this. Never mind. <laughs> I did. Well, no, I won't. Okay, okay. Never mind. Uh, Keep going.
1: Thai <laughs> Thai Washington, Pad Thai Washington. What'd you say? Thai Thai Washington.
2: Oh, by the way, I have Pad Thai on the way. I ordered Thai food oh, when we really? started the pod. Is oh, on the nice.
1: way. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Nix. Nix other point card. Oh,
2: Dacian Nix. Yeah, he's a he's a point card.
1: Thick Daddy point card. Um. Okay. Thanks so much thanks so much for Thank you for listening to the podcast. Oh, wait.
2: Kennedy Chandler was on a different, totally different team. He's on yeah. the Grizzlies, isn't he?
1: Yes. Yes. I'm like, yeah. where All is right. he? He's definitely not on the Rockets.
2: Yeah, he's on the Grizzlies. Yeah, sorry yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah. Ty Tai Washington. Well, there you go. I don't know if Tao's gonna make it. I'm sorry, Andrew. Yeah, I don't think he will. Rough way to end the pod.
1: Um that's okay. We have regular season games just around the corner. Two weeks from tonight. Two weeks from tonight. Opening night. Wednesday. It's going to be great. Hey, listen. Down to Dunk Night, November 3rd. It's a great night. Alex, you were there last year. This is part two of Down to Dunk Night at the Thunder Arena. So what we will do is we will meet at the Tap House, which is in the Omni at 530. We'll have dinner. We'll meet and greet, hang out. It's going to be fun. And then we will walk over to the game together as a group. There are... So we had just uh, upper-level options last time. This time we are going to have a lower-level option, too. So if you want to buy a lower-level seat, you can, or upper-level. It doesn't matter. After the game, we will get to go down onto the court, shoot a half-court shot. If you make the shot, if you win the contest, Mm. you get two... What is it? Courtside seats, yeah, courtside seats at a Thunder game. It's going to be wow. so much fun. We'll take a big group picture. Go get your tickets. You can find them on my Twitter account at Andrew K Schlecht or at Down to Dunk. You can find the link for that, and it's going to be so much fun. So please join us for Down to Dunk Night. It's against the Nuggets. The Thunder always play good against the Nuggets. I was looking for a game. We played. The, they played against the Heat last year, and I was like, oh man. The heat kind of crushed the Thunder. Um, how many attempts? One attempt. Last year we had a lot of people show up. And so it was really, we only had time for one attempt per person. But we still
2: got two, I think two people made it. Two people went into a.
1: Yeah. Then they went in.
2: Sudden death. Yeah. So it was so much fun.
1: So join us for that. Please go buy your tickets. Um, it's through the Thunder website, but we have a direct link. Um, on our twitter account so go check that out hope you guys have a great rest of your wednesday night and we will talk to you guys again on friday